0: Good evening, everyone. Tonight we continue our discussion of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and we're beginning a discussion of the Chattva of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, the four verses of the Bhāgavatam that are said to be the source of all sources, I guess, of the Bhāgavatam, as there are many beginnings and origins to its recitation, the book, if you will. Being essentially the uh, metaphysical worldview of a chintu beta beta in simultaneous imminence and in, in, inconceivable simultaneous imminence and transcendence of oneness and difference that underlies the divine play of Bhagavan Sri Krishna and his shaktis. <clears throat> and this Chatur Sloki, or four uh, essential verses, are spoken by Krishna to Brahma. We know that Brahma spoke it to Narada, Narada to Vyas, that gave rise to the writing of the Bhagavatam hmm, on the part of Vyas, who then uh, instructed it to his son Sugadev self-realized soul, who in turn um, appeared on the scene of the uh, Raj crisis, the bank of the Ganges, and uh, answered his pertinent questions in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam at that time that the king heard, many others heard as well, and among them was the great Sutta Goswami, son of Harshana, and having heard it and then having been questioned in such a way that the answers mandated a re-speaking of the Bhagavatam questioned by the sages of Dhammasaranya Sutta Goswami again spoke uh, the Bhagavatam. So we are at the source here uh, Krishna speaking to Brahma and this is one of the reasons why uh, we can say, as we do about the Gita, referring to Bhagavad Gita sometimes as Gita Upanishad, that uh, the, the Bhagavatam is a Shruti, although it's uh, considered a Smriti. As a purana Smriti means, Shruti means, it, it, it implies that which was heard or uh, directly from or spoken directly by by Bhagwan. Hmm and Smriti refers to that, which is then the reiteration of that, uh, and oftentimes the Shruti is given more uh, importance by Vedantins, although uh, Jiva Goswami has argued against that in favor of the Puranas, and Shumad Bhagavatam, the Mahapurana Shrimad Bhagavatam in particular, being a more uh, conclusive type of, Uh, Evidence, praman, or uh, revelation, means of knowing, uh, on the basis of its being a Purana, which means, Purna means to full, full, and he has argued to fulfill or fill out or play out the implications of the Shruti in um, greater, greater explanatory depth, making them that much more accessible, and so forth, and arguably, therefore more important and referred to as they are, he says, as the fifth Veda anyway. hmm, uh, They're more important, but again, uh, we may also argue that Bhagavatam itself is a Shriti. Hmm. Uh, It's spoken directly by the Lord. And the book itself gives reference to this when it uh, it describes itself. Well, when when Sutta Goswami in the first chapter describes it to the sages as Shuti Saram Ekam. Sarum means cream, essence. So uh, it is the essence of the, of the Shuti. And as we heard last night, the commentary, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw it, inappropriately so, of Vyas on the sutras that Vyasa also authored. The sutras being a concordance of all the sacred texts trying to make sense out of this veritable jungle of sounds if you will, that speak in different ways as it appears, in different directions uh, that are make it hard to sort out what they're actually saying. So the, 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 the Vedanta Sutra is an attempt to sort that all out. I liken it to the, the first uh, form of theology in the world. Theology is a, a reasoning about revelation. We find it in the western revelation of the christians of christianity in europe there was a time when the catholic theologize and tried to bear down with some reason as to the implications of revelation in this in this case the the the, uh, i guess the new new testament Bhagwatum is arguably the new testament of the uh, the Hindu revelation, the Eastern revelation, a book of love that retires the, the law or puts the law in perspective. And it is a more comprehensive then, form of theology than the sutras, which are more or less like shorthand notes, if you will, of, of Vyas, that themselves can be interpreted in different ways, as they have. And so to understand what the sutras of Vyas are actually saying, we go to the Bhagavatam, which is the longhand form then um, of his uh, theology. And um, that constitutes making sense out of Really, all the sacred texts out of the sutras, and it presents a concerted uh, makes a concerted uh, point, and, and those points, that point, is um, amplified in or found found in the the, the four verses of uh, Krishna speaking to uh, Brahma, which are again um, the, the genesis of the Bhagavatam that Bias came to write about, so some history again. And uh, tonight we come to, we'll begin this discussion with Brahma's questions that give rise to the um, um, chatur Again, as I said last night, the chatur Chatur means four, four verses. And those four verses are prefaced by two verses.
1: Hmm?
0: Um, but those six verses then are prefaced by six verses of Brahma's inquiry that give rise to them. And those six verses, first of which we're starting with tonight of Brahma's inquiry, are prefaced by Krishna's appearance. He manifests in Brahma's life, that antardarshan we talked about last an internal Manifestation in the Heart of Brahma, Tene Brahma Kavi. The book begins with this, as Vyasa wrote about it, Tene Brahma hmm? who, he Who is speaking about satyam param, upon whom dhimahi, we should do meditation. What is that? He, it is He who re- revealed the uh, the Brahma, the Vedic knowledge here. Means, Brahma means Vedic knowledge to the Kavi, which means Brahma. The original learned person uh, 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 was enlightened within the heart. Tene Brahma Hriday Adikavaye hmm? by Krishna. And here we go to it now. Hmm? And so Krishna has appeared. I've explained it again as, as an internal uh, darshan. It appears as if he's appearing in front of him. But if someone else was standing next to Brahma, he wouldn't have seen Krishna. Hmm? This is a kind of a spurti, uh, uh, mystical manifestation of uh, Krishna, and there's a conversation that ensues. And um, it's described here, prefacing these questions of Brahma, that uh, the Lord appeared in a four-armed form, hmm? and uh, surrounded by different associates and so forth, revealing his abode. And um, this ostensibly appears as a reference to Narayan. After all, Narayan is the source from whose navel it's described. the umbilical cord of Brahma appears as a lotus hmm? Brahma appearing on the seat and seeking out his source as is a common thing amongst the humans to find the find origins hmm. And of course, he gets an inspiration as to how to proceed by hearing a sound, tapa, two syllables. And he engages in that tapa, that, uh, that sacrifice. And the fruit of the sacrifice is that the source of the sound and his uh, source appears before him and gives him uh, a blessing. Now, the point I'm raising here in introdu- using Brahma's questions is that it would appear that it was Narayan that appeared before Brahma. But you know, we find in the Chattu-Shloka things that the Narayan would not be saying. Hmm? He's speaking there about, and it will become very clear as we go through the verses, about rāg-bhakti, the rahasya, that is, brahim and... Uh, uh, and so forth, uh, and he uh, deals with Brahma also, in a way that uh, is not characteristic of Narayan's relationship with his devotees. So these things will come out and, and make it clear to us, um, as will this very, the, the, the second of, of Brahma's verses which we'll get to tonight. Um, where he begins his inquiry, make it clear to us that at that at this point, at some point, just prior to Brahma's questions, G- uh, Gopabesh Krishna is uh, appearing before him. Perhaps Narayan appeared first. Perhaps the forearmed form, some have argued this is Dwarkesh Krishna appearing. As you know, Krishna and Dwarka often appear with forearms. There, the, the devotees of Krishna worship him with forearms. Uh, some sense of his his godhood, some Aishvarya in Vaideh Bhakti. Hmm? Um, and at the same time, sometimes he appears in a two armed form for some of those devotees,
1: hmm?
0: particularly for Arjuna, for example, who sometimes would go to Dwarka It's like when he went to Dwarka to try to get Krishna on his side during the battle of. Uh, Kurukshetra and so forth. Hmm. And and in the battle of Kurukshetra, of course, he appeared to Arjuna with two arms and everybody else, for the most part, with, with four arms. And we'll discuss that to some some extent. But at any rate, whether it be Narayan, Dwarakesh, Krishna, hmm, the point is here that Krishna himself, in Gopabesh, as this incident, as he is described when this incident is Discussed in Gopal Tapani Upanishad.
1: Hmm?
0: It is Krishna that appeared and spoke these verses to him. It is Krishna that enlightened him and gave him the Gopal Mantra, which is being discussed in Gopal Tapani. They are the very term, the word Gopavesh is used. Vesh means dress. Gopa means coward. Dressed as a cowherd. This is not the dress of Nanayana. Hmm? And then we find also in Brahma Samhita the same story of Krishna's being, uh, Krishna enlightening Brahma, giving him the mantra, and so forth. And what do we find uh, then in response, uh, Brahma's prayers glorifying, Gobindamadi Purusham Tamaham Bajami, Goloka Namni Nityadamni Svali The description of Goloka, hmm, uh, what does he say? Shriya kanta kanta parama purusha kalpata ro Tumabhumis cintamani ganamayi toyam Kataganam natyam gamanam apivam Priyasaki Chiranandam jyoti paramapitara svadyam apicha And he says, bhaje sveta dvipam tamaham golokam itiyam Bhaje sveta dvipam tamaham goloka This is a very, this place goloka is known by a very few rare souls. Hmm? And he's revealing it uh, to Brahma. Hmm? Brahma and Brahma's, just, Brahma's saying that himself. It's been revealed to me. It's very extraordinary. He's describing it. That place where the the walking is dancing, the verse says, and the talking is song. Hmm? The comp- companion, constant companion is the flute and uh, the trees are uh, uh, kalpa riksha, wish-fulfilling trees. The land is chintamani and so forth. About this beautiful place, Jiva Goswami, it's always worth repeating. Has said, what must be the dancing there? Then what must be the singing there? Hmm? If the talking is song, if the walking is dance. Place is alive, it means, fully alive. Hmm? this is the this is the place where Bhagawan is mo, at most himself
1: hmm?
0: fully activated by his uh, uh, the influence of his swarup Shakti he uh, very different than than how he appears on brahmaloka where he's mostly sleeping hmm? waking up for some big ghee lamp offering and some food and song and then going to sleep. Hmm. In Golok Krishna's arguably not, never sleeping. Hmm. Even as he goes to bed at night, again, it's out the window he goes to meet uh, with the gopis. There, there we find Astakal Leela. We will come into all this. The extraordinary nature of Krishna, hmm. his Lila, This all coming out here. So it, it, it should be clear to us, and we'll, we'll go through it and see how the text itself... Um, serves to uh, support this uh, godia sensibility from Bhagavatam. Uh, again, drawing from Gopal-Tapani, Brahma-Samhita, uh, Krishna himself enlightened uh, Brahma. Hmm. So, here uh, we have Brahmavacca. Brahma speaks. Bhagavan sarva adhyaksho adhyakṣo-vastito-guham apatirudhena prajñānena So Brahma said, Bhagavan sarva-bhūtanam. You are Bhagavan, who is the, uh, the, the, the Lord of all beings. Hmm? Adyaksha Adyaksha Adyakṣo-vastito-guham. You are the, uh, the, the director of... Everyone's movements, the fulfiller, it impl- implies, of everyone's desires, as much as desire is behind all of our movement. And you are the knower of all desires. You, as it said in the Gita, that you direct the wanderings of all living beings. They propose, and you, as you probably put it, dispose. Isn't it? Uh, and at the same time, that you are such a prominent person... If you will, I mean, directing the wanderings of all living beings, cognizant of all their desires, and uh, allowing them to reach their uh, fruition as much as you so so desire yourself. Such a prominent person should be obvious to see, but he says Guham, but at the same time you're hidden. People can't find you. You are. You're doing everything. Hmm? you are behind everything. Nothing moves, as they say, not a blade of grass moves without the will of God. At the same time, you are hidden. Where are you hidden? You are hidden in the heart. Hmm? This is where people hide everything. Hmm? (laughs) Therefore, you know everything. (laughs) You've gone through the heart. where Everybody hides their their, their desires. Their real self is there in the heart. You are not going to reveal that to just anybody and even then it may take time they may keep secrets in there mm-hmm. but you know all those secrets there's nothing unknown to you mm-hmm. this is your position vedahi apratirudhena pragyanena pragyanena chikishtitam mm-hmm. you have uh, super intelligence that is unhindered unhindered by anything mm-hmm. by which you You know everything. Hmm? It's like your own conscience, something like that, knows. And knows better than often than what we do. Hmm? So this is the position of Bhagavan. So uh, close to uh, everyone's heart that he knows everything. This is a glorification of Bhagavan. So before he's going to make a request, so he teaches us something. You want to make a request from Sankalpa? or uh, uh, express some desire he'd like to have fulfilled then we glorify Bhagawan the general form of prayers is we make some glorification of, of Bhagavan, but then we state our own position mm-hmm. and then we make our request mm-hmm. so Brahma here has has glorified Bhagwan in this way and uh, speaking about his his Godhood which is apparent to him he has, seen a display of Aishvarya, and now he's seeing something very extraordinary. As we were arguing, he's seeing the two-handed form of Krishna. Hmm? Having seen the four-handed form of Narayan, hmm? or Dwarakasya Krishna, he's seeing this two-armed form, and this is very extraordinary. Hmm? So he has he, he places his request. What does he say? He says that Tatapi. He says, nonetheless, even though you know everything already, you know my desires, let me state my desire. Hmm. I have a desire I want to, want to state to you. Tatapi natamanasya nata nataya natitam paravare dhitarupe janayamte varupinaha. So in spite of the fact that you know everything, I'm uh, making uh, a request uh, known to you. And I ask you that you will kindly fulfill my request, my ambition, my desire. And what is that?
1: Hmm?
0: May, would you please inform me hmm, that um, how it is, he wants to say, that although you have a transcendental form, hmm, you at the same time appear... You, you have an extraordinary form. Extraordinary form means forearms. This is an extraordinary form. This is the way in which uh, in, in, in Hinduism, God is, in Vaishnavism, God is depicted forehanded, which distinguishes him from the human society. Um, sometimes I've given an example, a child is pulling on the apron of mother and, and asking for something while the mother is already doing something. For the child, and she says, "What do you think? I have got four hands. You know, you have to sit and and be patient, and so forth." So, the God has four hands; He can do everything. Hmm? Hmm? This is the idea, and He appears as such, of course, to to the mystics in Aishwarya. This is again as He how He shows Himself in uh, in Dwarka, hmm? Krishna, and Narayan has four arms, of course, as well. And so he says, although you have a transcendental form, a form that means that it's adhoksaja. Adhoksaja means the whole of the Sanskrit alphabet is encompassed in this. Ah, I high and... Sha. Sha. Aha. Ha. ksha, ha Anyway first and last. What is the last syllable of the Sanskrit? Ya-ra-la-sa-ha. Yeah, ha. 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 Right. So, uh, it means uh, who is beyond speech, hmm? whom everything is contained within, but who is but is more hmm? than that, and so forth. Overtly transcendental. This is by kunta. And we could say the same about Dwaraka, palaces made of, of of coral and lapis lazuli and and, uh, and so forth. Krishna again had four arms, he's a prince, and Vaikuntha is, is described with great uh, um, opulence. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: so a, it's overtly transcendental. When Gopakumar went to Vaikuntha, he knew he was in another world altogether. Hmm. It was apparent to him, and, that, and that the Lord took uh, center position. Everybody offering pranam to him, and so on and so forth. So, hmm, Brahma's experienced this.
1: Hmm.
0: Although you have a, an extraordinary form, he says here, "Parabore." Parabore means para means you have an extraordinary form although you have an extraordinary form you appear in an ordinary form that's not ordinary how do I understand this can you please exp- this is basically what he's saying can you please explain this to me burupina mm-hmm. uh-huh. His 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 form is also described as arupina, formless, which means it's not like an ordinary. It means it's not like an. Uh, uh, you have a form, Krishna's form is not like that, at all. Although it appears like that, it's not like that, at all. Sometimes it's described. He has no veins. Hmm. uh, uh, uh Very, very, very different from the human form, but appearing in many ways like the human form, something like that. So it's apparent that, as I say, Krishna is manifesting before him. And at the the point of his first question, he wants to know about that form. It's very extraordinary. Hmm? Uh, That Krishna is going to speak these verses and, and and by his appearance give rise to the questions of brahma
1: hmm?
0: again is apparent from the beginning of the text of Srimad bhagavatam where it is clearly stated Tene and it's speaking about krishna the verse begins with a, the first verse of bhagavatam with a um with a um how you want to say a uh, a glorification of Vasudeva. Omnamo namo bhagavate vasudevaya it is mentioned in the Puranas that Vasudeva is another name for Nanda. Hmm? So the go- go- Gaudiya commentators have jumped on that. Hmm? The book is about the son of Nanda Maharaj, not Dwarkesh Krishna, as much as it is about Vrajanananda Krishna. He enlightened Brahma within his heart. It is his, his, this, this form of Krishna, Tene Brahma Kavi Muyanti Yatsurya, that the gods are bewildered by. And the Bhagavatam, gives a number of examples of this. Indra was bewildered hmm, in the Govardhan Leela by the form of Krishna. hmm? And in the conclusion of that Leela, of course, Krishna was given the name, Govinda and crowned the the god of the gods by Indra, who is the chief of the gods. hmm? We find uh, Brahma himself bewildered in in no no, uh, uncertain terms. The Leela in which Brahma is bewildered is called the Brahma Vimohan Leela. Mohana means to be bewildered. Vimohan means very bewildered. Hmm. All four of his heads were bewildered. Hmm. Brahma Vimohan Leela covers three, four uh, chapters of Srimad Bhagavatam, very central to the Gaudiya understanding of of the Bhagavat. Hmm. There, again, Krishna showed so much aishwarya in Vrindavan. He showed universes, not not universes emanating from the pores of his body, which is one of the qualities of Narayan that Sri Rupa Goswami mentions, but rather Narayans emanating from the pores of Krishna, from whom universes emanated, in whom they were Brahmas and so forth. So very, very extraordinary uh, display of Vaishvarya that that the friends of Krishna had no real interest in. Hmm? This is very bewildering to Brahma. Of course, Brahma was seeing the same Krishna who's enlightening him here. But, as I mentioned the other night, when Krishna appeared, as described in Gopala and Upanishad, he appeared, he spoke, but he was in a specific, particular posture and uh, blessing uh, Brahma with the Gyan mudra. Whereas in the Brahmavi Mohanlila, his guru, Krishna, his deity, was holding you know, yogurt and rice and fruit in his left hand, and eating with his left hand, which is thought not to be cultured. And not only that, uh, he was putting food, taking food in his mouth and tasting it, and says, this is good, here, you try it, give it to his friend. And his friend was saying, well, you try this, taking from their mouths, and as little children will do, and you come and say, oh, you, know, you tell them not to do that, and so forth. And the whole universe is in a commotion about uh, this fellow who has killed the Agasura, and thinking, that's not him. Looks like an imposter of my guru. Hmm? How could he be (laughs) in this condition and so forth? That condition, of course, is relative to the Prema Madhurdjaya that that, uh, defines him. Bhagawan, Swayam, Sri Krishna. Defined in a sense, corresponds with the extraordinary uh, type of of love that the inhabitants of Braj have, that kind of Prema that is our ideal, our goal, and so forth.
1: Hmm?
0: So from Bhagavatam, from, uh, as I say, from Brahma Samhita, from uh, Gopal Tapani, uh, we have uh, support with the Gaudi idea. There's Krishna appearing now in his Gopa form and he's uh, explaining to... Uh, uh, and Brahma wants to understand this form. It's very bewildering because it's human-like. I saw the extraordinary form now you're appearing in an ordinary form, that appears ordinary, but it's not. It's it's it's, it's it appears ordinary, but it's. Gita describes it as um, sudur darshanam. Sudur darshanam. In the, of the uh, theophany of the theophany of the eleventh chapter of the Gita, you know that um, Krishna Arjun has a curiosity. In the tenth chapter, Krishna said my glory is unlimited uh, let me tell you something about it which constitutes about a spark of my splendor of bodies of water I am the ocean of immovable things I am the Himalayas and so forth um, and uh, so many vibhutis he mentions powerful manifestations of nature that tend to uh, push people into uh an epiphany, so to speak, of like, of of awe of nature. It's like you go and you, you see the, the, the Himalayan mountain range, and you're just kind of in awe, and you feel small. Or you, you drive from Daria to Elk, and you come to the ocean, and you there, you, oh, and you feel small. There's the ocean, or here to Samura, hmm. and it's so vast, and you get one of these aha kind of moments. And as I said before, some people think non-theistic people think, this is the, what the transcendental people are talking about. I've had that, yeah, no, no big deal. Hmm? This is not the sum and substance of the meditative experience that Brahma is experiencing now,
1: hmm?
0: that Arjuna was experiencing in the Gita. But Krishna was speaking about that, how powerful manifestations of nature, he's, he, he's present in them. It can tip the scale for a moment. And people can feel I'm small hmm? there's something bigger than me, and it's venerable i i I feel an, some 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 humility and, and some some slight worshipable sensibility coming within me.
1: Hmm?
0: This is the very beginning idea of God's consciousness like we find in the Bhagavatam when Sukadev begins to speak to Pariksit Marj in the second canto. Hmm? Uh, he starts to speak about the universal form hmm? in a broad sense. A way of. Uh, then then he speaks about the Lord in the heart and goes on from there. So uh, this is a, a kind of a way of seeing him in nature, if you will. Hmm? So Arjun, hearing that, was curious that you say you are these things. How could I see it like that? And so instead of... Sh- saying, we'll go to the Himalayas and have the epiphany, uh, like that. He said, I'll show you. <laughs> Everything's inside of me. Uh-huh. And he showed the Vishvarupa, Extraordinary, super-extraordinary form. This form was shown, um, uh, as described in Mahabharata, another place in Mahabharata Park. Gita is part of the Mahabharata, of course. When, uh, the, just before the battle of Kurukshetra, when um, uh, Duryodhana decided that If we could capture Krishna, tie him up, then he couldn't participate in the war on the side of the Pandavas. They'd be discouraged and we'd we'd win. And so they wanted to tie him up and then Krishna showed, I'm everywhere. How can you tie me up? And those who were seeing him, to whom he gave this darshan, they were bewildered. and They were making praise and and, uh, and so forth. And, and Dhritarashtra, who was blind, was hearing this and thinking, I, I want to see that form. So he asked Krishna, please, Krishna, for one moment, give me eyes that I might see that form. Uh, and uh, Marsh liked to explain it. Krishna said, Without eyes, see me. Hmm? Without eyes, see me. And for a moment, he showed. Hmm? As the Gita itself says, that Arjuna was given divine eyes to see this. This is Krishna showing himself. This is not. It doesn't. Requ- it's not a 2020 vision uh, uh, that, that that will afford you this um, this uh, uh, beautiful experience of sight. Darshan means Krishna. Krishna shows himself. Hmm? We think I will go and see the deity, but the idea is the deity is bringing us there to take a look at us. And see our condition. We're looking and we're thinking something, whatever. And he's looking at us and and and, and knowing everything we're thinking and everything we're feeling. Uh, so, it, so he gave Arjuna divine eyes. Arjuna saw this extraordinary form. And uh, and of course, some people think this is this is the ultimate in the odd Consciousness that uh, that Arjuna saw, the Vishvarupa. But the problem with this Vishvarupa course is it lacks specificity. And love requires specificity. The more you know about somebody, and in detail, and the closer you can get to them, the more you can love them. So if the form, the object of your love is everywhere, all-pervading, is, is everything, it's rather broad. Hmm? And um, so, Arjun, we find in the Gita that he was dazzled by that, but he uh, requested Krishna, please stop it. Hmm? Previously, he, he said, This is causing me to think that I've been, I, 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 my way of dealing with you, which I like very much, has been offensive. Many times we sat on the same bed together. He said, O Yadava, O Krishna, He Saketi. I called you by these names; these are all na- the names he uses there, and uh, they're all ways of speaking down about Krishna. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm one of the Pandavas; my lineage is better than yours. And he, he's uh, in in friendly kind of jest. Arjuna is speaking to him like this, and he thinks, "But now I see that you're God. You, you, you've shown that, and i I think I must have been offensive, although I like that way of dealing with you." Um, I see that your actual position is such that, that hardly are we equals. Friendship requires equality. The more there are equals, the more there can be um, uh, fraternal uh, exchange of love. Hmm? So, of course, Krishna then shows his forearm form. Then he shows his 2 arm form. Hmm? And Arjuna is pacified. And there that 2 arm form is called is referred to as Sudur Darshan. Krishna says, Sudur Darshan. I show you this, which is, Darshan means revelation. I, I reveal this form to you. I, I give you this vision. And this is Sudur. Dur means difficult. And Su means very difficult. Very difficult Darshan to get. Hmm? By comparison, this Visharup is easy to get. Hmm? This one is very rare. And this is, of course, what satisfied Arjuna. Arjuna, again, as I said earlier, he saw Krishna as two-handed on the battle of Kurukshetra. Why he saw him as two-handed? Because they're friends. They're in In Sakyarasa hmm? and, and is based on a sense of equality. Hmm? So if you've got four arms and I've got two, uh, then there's some distance that's created. Hmm? We don't find Narayan has... Any pure sakirasa, dasirasa, shantaras, maybe half of sakirasa—on
1: hmm?
0: the part of some associates in Vaikuntha who are like, like a chauffeur who might be asked for some advice. What do you think? What should I invest in today?
1: Hmm? Uh,
0: and so forth. <laughs> Something like, "Well, sir, uh, if I were you, <laughs> I'd invest in bhakti." <laughs> so. Uh, no, Narayan doesn't have this kind of relationship. And this is the kind of relationship that we'll find as th- these inquiries go on. Well, earlier, now prefacing these inquiries of Brahma, and then within the inquiries also, it's apparent Krishna dealt with him as a friend.
1: Hmm? Ar-
0: Krishna, will, Arjuna will say, you dealt with me as a friend, deals with a friend. Chakravati Thakur will comment, in Brahma is in sakirasa. And Prabhupada also followed that uh, line of uh, reasoning. Hmm? You cannot be in Sakirasa with Narayan,
1: hmm?
0: Only with Krishna. So it's Krishna that's present here. Krishna that's speaking. Krishna's showing that Sudur Darshan. That Darshan is very difficult to have. Very rare. Hmm? The kind of Darshan that Arjun had that enabled him to deal with Krishna in such friendly terms. As Krishna is now dealing with with Brahma. This is a very extraordinary point in Brahma's life. It's like he's saying, I'm giving you initiation and you will be in Sakyurasa. <laughs> and let me explain something about the metaphysical basis of that hmm? and uh, and uh, uh, appropriate sambandha, abhideya, Prayojana, and so forth. This is part of sambandha, of course, the nature of the form of God. Hmm? Jiva Goswami, for example, has written his Satsandarbha. Satsandarbha deals with, again, these topics. Sambanda, Abhideya, Prayujan. Sambanda means the nature of how things relate, the relationship between the Jiva and Maya, the Maya, Shakti, and Bhagwan, the Jiva and Bhagavan, hmm? the Jeeva and, and, Bhagavan the, and so on and so forth, how all these things fit together. Hmm? A conce- I like, to, like it to a to conceptual orientation. That fosters, as any conceptual orientation does, a certain type of activity. That, in this context, would be bhakti. There would be a result from the bhakti. That will be praying, mm-hmm. more bhakti. <laughs> that is the prayojan. So Jiva Goswami's sandharvas are divided into these three topics. He has three sandharvas, really. Well, He has the introductory sandharva, tattva sandharva, mm-hmm. and then the bhagavata sandharva, the Paramatma-sandharva and the Krishna-sandharva. The Bhagavad and the Paramatma-sandharva are about Sambandagyan. And so is the Krishna-sandharva. Uh, and it's all about Krishna, the form of Krishna and the speciality of Krishna in as much as Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the source of all avatars, that he is the form that is appears ordinary but is super-extraordinary. I mentioned that Narayan's form was adhoksaja, his, his land is adhoksaja. Krishna's realm is called Aprakrita. Prakrita means the mundane. Aprakrita means it looks mundane, but it's not. Hmm? It looks ordinary, but it's not. I've explained the difference between Vaikuntha and this golok Gokul, Vrindavan at times. Um, worth repeating, I suppose, in this instance. That while Vrindavan looks smaller than Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha looks smaller than Brahman. Brahman is everywhere, so you can't get any bigger than that. Hmm? And it's formless. Now when you start to talk about form, it starts to sound smaller. Hmm? Of course you want to say that Narayana is a transcendental form and so forth, but, but the idea is that in Vaikuntham, in comparison to Brahman realization, identification with Brahman on the part of the Jiva,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there is more affection. There's more scope for love. There you find rasa. In Brahman, Brahman realization, there's no rasa. There's no reciprocal dealings. In vaikuntha there's Shantarasa, rasa, half of Sakirasa. So it's bigger by the measure of affection. When we think of big, why think only of space? Hmm. After all, as I've said many times, if you love someone, then you can be happy in a real small place. You don't have to have a, a lot of space. Hmm. And you could be alone in the desert and have unlimited hmm. m- mileage and property and so forth and feel very, uh, very constrained. Hmm. So, by measure of heart, by feeling, and love, which is measured on the scale of reciprocal dealings, this is where we find the the more there is love, the more there is space, the more there is room. I've said many times, they've lived in a small room. No windows. Stone room, 8 by 10, 8 by 6, something like that, 8 by 8. What came out of that, though? What ideas he had, what kind of... Uh, Prabhupada said in, uh, to, to be able to create a house that the whole world could live in. That was how big his heart was. Was the idea. Hmm? So, by kunta it's not smaller. We're not moving... Now, smallness is the name and form, namarupa of the world. Hmm? Worldly forms and names, this is small. This is a product of small-mindedness, in other words. The more self-centered we are, the more our heart and loving capacity is closed down, the more we're in material life. And the more we're identified with and restricted by the forms that correspond with that self-centeredness. So in less complex forms of life, for example, there's no opportunity to philosophize or practically to do anything voluntarily Mm -hmm. under the constraints of material identification that are so strong in those species, we're just driven to eat, to sleep, mate, and
1: hmm?
0: human life is a kind of life on probation. You're kind of getting out behind of the of the of the of the, the incarceration hmm? that results in in uh, in, in, in selfishness, self centeredness. And so, it, it's a chance to go beyond the limits of humanity and attain Mukti, ultimate liberation, or in the context of Gaudi, Vaishnavism, Prem. Hmm? So, the forms, names of this world are a constraint, they're, they're a product of selfishness. They, they You cannot love, in the full sense of the term, and be identified with the material body, because You can't give fully because the body is making demands upon you for being a taker.
1: Hmm?
0: Love is about giving. So, on the other side then, after moving away from this self-centeredness, to move with some uh, bias towards Bhagavan as Narayan, as Ram, as Nisringa, as Krishna, and so forth. Hmm? This is Bhakti. And these forms then are different than the forms of the material world. They're arising out of not only absence of selfishness, but a self giving. In Jnana, in identification with Brahman, where's the self giving? There's a giving up of selfishness, but where's the self giving? Who's to give? To who? In Brahman. But Narayan <laughs> provides a, 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 a big target, a form, an object of love, and so forth. And so with all of his avatars and whatnot. And so Vaikuntha is really bigger, if you will, than Brahman. And Golok, which looks even smaller than Vaikuntha, or to speak of Brahman, a village. It's even, there's no description of Vaikuntha. Is this many miles wide and this many miles long, and this is its area we hear that description of, 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 of Vrindavan, it's this many crosses, and, and so and at the same time we're told do not think, it is a geographical area constrained, constrained by by yardage, by miles, by square acres and so forth. This is, this is all for Leela, hmm? that it has a boundary going beyond, you enter into Mathura for example and the equation changes and Krishna's godhood is more manifest. Then you go to Dwaraka, and more so. When Golok, he's in his two-armed form, and he's one of the people there. He's one with the Brajpasis. It's a very small place, but huge. Everything is contained within that, and within the form of Krishna. This is also shown in the Dhammapada Leela. Tie him up. He wasn't getting fatter and fatter and fatter uh, every time Mother Soda added two more inches of rope and so forth and still couldn't tie him. Hmm? The form of Krishna is everywhere and local. Hmm? So again, Brahma is very confused by this. Medium size, he's described sometimes in the Bhagavatam. God is bigger than the biggest and smaller than the smallest, and Krishna's medium size. <laughs> uh. Human like. This is, as opposed to adhoksaja, aprakrita. Different kinds of knowledge. Um, Pratyaksha, paroksha, aparoksha, adhoksaja, aprakrita. Different kinds of knowing.
1: Hmm?
0: There is ordinary knowing, pratyaksha, by sense perception. Pratyaksha, paroksha, I think means extended knowing beyond the limits of your senses with the help of others' senses or instruments and so forth. Then aparoksha, going in the opposite way, trying to know not by sense, indulgence and exercise of mind and intellect unto themselves, hmm? not going outward for knowing and conquering, but going inward, aparoksha. This brings and then the Ananda that is in the, that is the, uh, is of the nature of the Self and and Brahman realization, going in that direction. Uh, so knowledge on that level, and then there's Adhojsoja, knowledge of bykuntam and Narayan, and Aprakrita. This is the, the knowledge of Vrindavan. Hmm? We, we when we say that we want bhakti unencumbered by knowledge. Gyan hmm? Bhakti. That doesn't mean there's no knowledge of the form of God. Brahma seeking knowledge of the form of God here. That's that's knowledge we want. That knowledge is is part of part of Bhakti.
1: Hmm?
0: That is the knowledge of tat. There's the knowledge of tuam tat tat tuam. I see. You are His. There's the knowledge of what you are, and there's the knowledge of Him. And you and Him are not see. Not the same, but you are his. You can be the same in that sense. You can be on the same page, one in one in opinion, one in desire. So, aprakrita, this is the supra uh, transcendental. It's so transcendental that it starts to appear material. Just like if you you know go backwards on the stage to get out of the picture, then you keep walking backwards and you come around and you, there you are in front of everybody, something like that. Hmm. walking backwards and everybody's so <laughs> the uh, krishna's realm is very very private hmm? trying to, he, he can only be there with certain people but it gets so extraordinary the further deeper he goes the more private it becomes the more public it becomes hmm? isn't it that is chaitanya mahaprabhu's lila that is, that, is, uh, that, is, that is found at the at the very heart of Krishna Lila. So, anyway, this is what Brahma wants to know about this form of God. Hmm? He, he he wants this kind of samandha. What's what's? How do I understand this form hmm? that's now appearing before me? Rupa Goswami describes that form as Rupa Madurja. Rupa He has uh, spoken about Krishna's qualities. Hmm? um in the context of explaining Udipana vibhav Udipana vibhav means is one of the constituents of rasa
1: hmm?
0: Udipana is kind of a, a has a kind of a causal effect a, a, a stimulus hmm?
1: um,
0: if you love someone and then you see something that reminds you of them then that love comes to the fore it's already there but it comes to the fore oh hmm? So and so is my love is coming. Here. I, I hear the car.
1: Hmm?
0: And we're thinking, Adarilila is coming back. It's late. Oh, good, hmm. he made it. Hmm? Where was he? Hmm? Uh, so, so uh, Rupa Koswami mean, describes uh, uh, the uh, many, many qualities of Krishna. I think he lists sixty-four qualities of Krishna. Hmm? For the most part, he's, he's describing them as udipana hmm? And among those qualities that those qualities are shared by some. The jivas are said to share up to 50 of those qualities in minute proportion. Hmm? And then Shiva and Brahma possess some that the ordinary jivas don't possess. And then there are those that Narayan possesses that Brahma and Shiva don't possess. And then there are four that Krishna possesses, (laughs) that even Narayan doesn't possess. Rupa Madurja, Prema Madurja, Lila Madurja, Vena hmm. We should go through them briefly. Jee, Rupa Goswami. This, this, this starts with Lila Madhurya hmm. in describing uh, Bhagavan Sri Krishna, different from Narayan. In this way, he has leelas that nobody else has, and they're Madurja. They're sweet. He has very sweet leelas. What's extraordinary about them? Among them, the principal leela is the rasa leela. And this rasa leela is astonishing to Krishna himself. Krishna has leelas, like the rasa leela, that astonish himself. We don't find Narayan in awe of his own leelas we do find him astonished by krishna leela but that's not enough krishna's astonished mm-hmm. by his rasalila
1: hmm.
0: of course in that rasa he, he what does he find he finds that the, the measure of radha's love exceeds his and chaitanya mahaprabhu was born hmm. the pursuit of that love and so forth so this is a super extraordinary leela's very sweet very charming leela madhurya hmm, he says uh, oh bhagyam, oh bhagyam. Oh, that's, I guess, prema madhurya. So, lila madhurya, prema madhurya. Oh bhagyam, oh bhagyam, nanda gopa bhashokasam. Yanmitram paramanandam, Purna brahma samatanam. Uh, I should say before that, in lila madhurya, Goswami cites another example. He says, Pariksit margin, the tenth canto, seventh chapter, as it begins, some description of Yashodamayi. Uh, and uh, maybe Krishna, seeing the universe in his mouth and this kind of thing. Prakrit Marsh wants to hear the childhood pastimes of Krishna. This is another thing. He has childhood pastimes. Narayan doesn't have childhood pastimes. Hmm? Who else has childhood pastimes besides Krishna? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, breaking the house of Mother Sachi. <laughs> Why did he do that? Hmm? He's showing, I'm Krishna. Krishna throws tantrums hmm, in Vrindavan.
1: Hmm?
0: That's a fact. He wants all attention. If he thinks he's not getting attention, then he throws a tantrum. I'm the center, and so forth. Mother Yasoda wanted to put him down to tend to the milk. She was doing what do we call seva, serving that which is dear to Krishna. Hmm? Krishna likes it, but in the context of the leela, of course, he objected, and then he broke the butter pot and fed the monkeys and so on and so forth. He's mischievous. Hmm? Uh, we find this, in, we, we heard about this morning in Chaitanya Bhattava. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was showing, I'm Krishna. We don't find this kind of childhood leelas even in Ram leela. Read the Ramayana. Hmm? Will you find Ra- childhood leelas of Ram? And Ram is, is, is in human form. Kind of. Why is Ram not entirely in human form? Because no human can act like that. Krishna's in human form. What does it mean? He throws tantrums. That's what it means. Humans do that. Especially young children. They don't get the full the full attention.
1: Hmm?
0: It may, that's just make his sweet. He's completely human-like. Hmm? I mean, Nanda Maharaj would reason uh, that... That, uh, after the Govardhan Lila surrounded by the elders, they get together and they're thinking, it seems like Krishna's God. He says, it does seem like that, doesn't it? That's very weird. <laughs> how, how how do we think about that? And then the unmarginal thing, but you know, come on. That can't be. I've seen him throw, get up throw tantrums if the food isn't hot enough, if it isn't on time. Hmm? He gets upset. He cries sometimes. Uh, no, and then everybody goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." He's not God, hmm? right? Then they feel at ease. Hmm? Maybe Narayan does mystical things through him, but from time to time. But he's just one of us. If he's God, then he's not one of us. This is a great problem for them. Hmm? So we find it. We find in Chaitanya also this kind of childhood pastimes beautifully recorded in Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm? To some extent the Chaitanya Charitamrita also. So Prikshatmara says, I want to, I know the spirit of his opening the second verse really of the seventh uh, chapter of the tenth canto, I know the spirit of his I know about I'm familiar with and I'd like to hear the pastimes of the different avatars. But Krishna's childhood pastimes, they're very compelling. I, I can't get enough of that. This is a unique feature of Krishna. So Rupa Goswami cites this verse in giving evidence for the um, uh, Lila Madurja. His hmm? Rasa Lila is extraordinary. His childhood pastimes are very extraordinary. They are entirely human-like. Hmm? This is what makes them Madurya. sweet. The more he's actually godlike, he's a controlled young boy. You know that also seems to be charming. He was from his childhood; he was very. Controlled and obedient, and uh, (laughs) because childhood is the time when you you tend not to be like that. No, he's ordinary, appearing very ordinary, very human-like. This is although he's God, Swayam Bhagavan, very sweet. Hmm? So, Lila Madhurya, um, um, Prema Madhurya, he has wonderful, he's surrounded by wonderful devotees, endowed with extraordinary love of God, (laughs) Lakshmi Sahasra Sata Brahma Brahma describes what? Well, in in Vaikuntha, there is one Lakshmi. In Golok, Lakshmi Sahasrasata. There are unlimited Lakshmis. And some brahma They have a very special serving attitude that's very extraordinary that Lakshmi herself wanted to experience. Hmm? This is prema madurya. This prema madhurya corresponds with the form of Krishna.
1: Hmm?
0: Aho bhagyam, I said it. Aho bhagyam, nanda Gopurashokasam nandago Yan mitram paramanandam pura brahmasanatana. When describing the uh, prema madhurya, he said this verse from Bhagavatam, Brahma's verse. Aho oh bhagyam, aho bhagyam. Oh, bha-gyam. Said, Oh, how lucky. Oh, how lucky are the inhabitants of Vrindavan, Nanda, Nanda Gopra Bajokasam, all these Nanda Maharaja's people. Why? Uh, Yanmitram Paramanandam purna Brahma Sanatanam. Yanmitram Paramananda. He who is Paramananda, Purnabrahma Sanatanam is their friend. This Sakiras, it pervades this, uh, um, that's what props it proposes, down to Sakya. Hmm? Sakiras was pervading this... Uh, it kind of begins there. Even the dasiras is tinged with with sakiras. So this is kind of the entry, and of course there are different types of sakiras that lead very high, as well. Hmm? If we go to example, for example, now to what do we have? Uh, well, it it comes up with regard to rupa maduria, hmm? which is the, we're we're discussing. But but before we go to that, but it, it, there's the Bainu maduria, of course. This is other quality. He has a sweet flute. So no other avatar is carrying the flute, hmm. and this flute is very extraordinary. For he played this flute and land turns to water, water turns to land. Tejo vārimadam yata vini Bhagavatam describes. Hmm. Uh, he played and he ultimately played the fifth note in such a way. Gopis were attracted, Radha was attracted. From the flute comes om. from om comes Gayatri. From Gayatri come all the way to mantras and so forth. coming out. What a flute that is. Hmm. So it's very extraordinary. Yeah. It's very sweet at the same time. Hmm. And Rupa Madhurya.
1: Hmm.
0: Rupa Madhurya is the topic, of course. He has a beautiful form. Rupa Manohar. Rupa Madhurya. The Bhagavad cites from Bhagavatam the gopis cursing Brahma for creating eyes that blink. So, for they notice they're blinking. So beautiful is the form of Krishna that they who notices they're blinking. What are you look? If you're looking, the implications. If you're looking at something that's really beautiful, you'll notice you're blinking. Hmm?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because for a moment you you won't you won't see that. Hmm? So they curse Brahma. What kind of creator is he? He doesn't know anything about beauty, about form. Hmm? He's created a form that cannot take advantage fully of the beauty of Krishna. The eyes because they blink. Hmm? <coughs> and that Rupa Madhuri is what is the form that Krishna himself is attracted to sometimes he sees it reflected in a stone on Govardhan hmm? <coughs> or in a pillar hmm? or in the water of Jamuna and he himself desires to hmm? he wondering what is it about my form hmm? it's very attractive Radha sees it in a particular way I need to I want to taste that too. Hmm? Rupa Madhurya, um, very sweet form, even Narayan wanted to see to see that form, hmm? made arrangement as described in Bhagavatam, that he could, Krishna would come to vaikuntha and within the world he would see the form. So, Rupa Madhurya, Prema Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, Vena Madhurya, all these qualities, and Rupa Madhurya in particular, of course, we're discussing this beautiful form of Krishna Brahma is having the darshan, Sudur darshan, very difficult darshan to have. And he wants him to explain something about it. Hmm? Please inform me, what is the nature of this form? Hmm? Any question?
2: Was the uh, recitation of the Brahma Samhita at the same time as his... uh Having
0: star Yeah. Yeah. The event is described just a little bit differently. Gopal tapani, Brahma Samita, Srimad Bhagavatam, but it's the same event. Mm-hmm. He heard the flute, he got the mantra. Mm-hmm. Here it's describing he got the instructions. Generally when you give initiation, some instructions are given as well. Mm-hmm. Some siksha along with the diksha. As to the implications of the mantra and so forth, that's very much played out in Gopal Tapani. And here we're coming to the to the instructions. Brahma's asking questions, kind of kind of at the time of initiation, and, R- and Krishna's answering him.
2: like to Govinda as well as to, like, uh, say, Paramatma or other
0: features? That's a good question because one might say, well, Govinda is is completely thinking himself to be the son of Yashoda rather than the omniscient Bhagwan. This question is is actually um, raised by Mishwana Chakravati Thakur in a book called Raghavartma Machandrika. Which is a book that's about the path of Radhmarg, hmm? and he raises the question that, given that Krishna is, well, thinks himself the son of Yashoda, uh, is lost in the love of Radha, has forgotten that he is God. He's bewildered. Hmm? His omniscience is seems clouded. I've explained it in other, in in some of my writing that hasn't been published that. Omniscience lends to boredom, and so you play. If you know everything, well, then what? You know, what do we do now? We know everything, so let's play. And Krishna plays very hard, so he gets lost in the play,
1: hmm?
0: and then um, so Krishna poses the question: the rag devotees that they want to attain him, and they know that he's he's Swami Bhagwan. Hmm? And knowing that is the is kind of very useful, not essential tattva for uh, attaining the kind of love in which we we see him as a lover, as a friend, and so forth. And the fact that he's God is is obscured. Hmm? So, what's their position there? These rag devotees are praying to Krishna, but Krishna's lost in this love, and they're praying to him, "Oh, my dear Krishna, you're Swami you know, please give me attraction uh, to your name, give me praying that I might you know, love you like, like Sri Dham, like Subha, like Lalita Vishaka, and, uh, like my guru does, and so on and so forth. So he poses the question, can Krishna hear those prayers? Hmm? Because he's... And, and so he gives an answer. First answer he says, well, Krishna's partially manifests as the Paramatma in everybody's heart. So he hears the prayers as the Paramatma. Hmm? And then he says, he more or less says, if you like this answer, then you're not ready for the Ragmarg. Hmm? If you're ready for the Rogmarg, then you think, I can't settle for that. Paramatma will hear my prayers? I want Krishna. Hmm? I'm not interested in the Paramatma. I want the Swayam Bhagavan. Hmm? Of course, as much as you're interested in that, as much as Swayam Bhagawan actually in your heart, also, and that, and, and that Paramatma's lord of the world has been disp- displaced, and desires for the world are, are absent, and so forth. But he says, uh, No, hmm? we have to have Krishna. So, how will we answer? He says, In Dwaraka, we have an example, and he cites a verse, of Uddhava being asked a question by Krishna. And Uddhava says, You're amazing, you know everything. I know you're God, you've got four arms, uh, and still you ask me questions. This is even more amazing. You're amazing as it is, but the fact that you ask my questions and appear to be bewildered and need my advice, that's very extraordinary. So there's a little sweetness there in Dwarkar that Uttar is experiencing, and he's highlighting that. This is super extraordinary. The fact that you're God and you know everything, that's extraordinary, but this is even more extraordinary. Sometimes it appears that you don't, you really don't know when you're asking my advice. But the equation is such that the dominance of his His all-knowing takes precedence. And Uddhava is one of the few, I mean, who is the counselor of Krishna, the, the pundit, Krishna's pundit. And he experiences this. It's not the general experience in Dwarka, And Vishnachakwaritaku reasons that the reverse is true in Vrindavan. The bewilderment of Krishna prevails, but it's not that he loses his omniscience. It's still there. And he can hear the sadhaka's prayers at the same time. And I've reasoned, in my Shikshasta commentary, what kind of prayers those will have to be?
1: Hmm?
0: What kind of sadhana you will have, to? what kind of sincerity you have to to get Krishna's attention, access his, his omniscience in the midst of his being largely... Uh, bewildered in the Vrindavan Lila by the love of the of the, uh, the Prema, because they are the devotees endowed with Prema Manduria. Yeah. Hmm? So help. Sure. Anything else?
2: <laughs> but it was the Paramaham who got us, who led us to Guru. It wasn't fine Bhagavan.
1: Uh huh. You
0: think so? huh? Our Guru Parampara is following Krishna. Right? We said last night, we explained last night that Krishna's Goswami has said the Guru is Sakshad Prajandhanandana. Directly Krishna. Nandan means hmm, the Krishna of of, 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 of Brajendra. So, of the Braj. So, um, the king of the Braj. So, and uh, 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 Hmm. only in a very general sense Hmm. what you say may be true Hmm. but in a higher sense Krishna's devotees in Gaudiya Sampradaya are moving under the influence of Krishna they have Krishna in their heart
1: Hmm.
0: the Acharya's Radha and Krishna in their heart.
1: Do hmm?
0: you understand? Hmm? And they are then a manifestation of Radha and Krishna. So um, so I guess to your question is, but Radha and Krishna not in my heart, <laughs> or they weren't. Paramatma is directing the wanderings uh, of the jiva, it makes the jiva fortunate but Krishna is directing the wanderings of the devotees in the Gaudiya Sampradaya and they wander into your proximity and make you fortunate. Hmm? And Krishna makes them wander there. They are moving under the direction of Krishna. So the verse says, Brahmanabhramitekon Bhagavan Jeev, Guru Krishna, Prashadepai Bhakti Lata That Krishna brings us to the Guru and the Guru brings us to Krishna. It doesn't say that the Paramatma brings us to the, to the Guru and the Guru brings us to Bhagavan. It says, Krishna brings us because the, de- the devotees are moving under the direction of Krishna and his Swayam Shakti or his uh, his uh, Swarup Shakti. Hmm? And he brings us, hmm? he's directing their wanderings and they wander in our vicinity and make us fortunate, something like that. But we have nothing against the Paramatma. <laughs> that is the form of Krishna that's very uh, extraordinary. But he te- that the idea is. The general idea, of course you can use the term Paramatma to mean the Supreme Atma, but the general idea, as emphasized by Gaudiya Sampradaya for good reason, is that the Paramatma is a particular manifestation of divinity. Brahman is a particular manifestation of divinity, and Bhagwan is. They're all one, but they correspond with different approaches. So the, the, the Brahman corresponds with the approach called Gyan Marg, the Paramatma with the Yoga Marg, and Bhagawan with the Mukti Marg.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: to make your point again about Krishna's tendency for bewilderment rather than omniscience when when Lord Brahma is with Krishna in Vrindavan in in the bewilderment um, and he offers prayers to Krishna Krishna says What's he talking
0: about? Yeah, he
2: just... uh, (laughs) But
0: at the
2: same time... He he had shown uh, Lord Brahma all those forms. So, of course, my mind wants it all to be logical. But I was just curious (laughs) if he would have something to say
0: about Uh, that. Krishna's Brahma is thinking he's not God, and so Godly opulence manifests to ed, educate him. Hmm. We want we want to say in one sense Krishna manifested it consciously to show Brahma. You could also argue unconsciously to hmm. so it's his actual position. Yeah, it's manifesting. The other side of it is he shows it. Hmm. In relation to Brahma, who has a certain mood, Krishna contains all avatars. So, you know, this Aishvari aspect is present in his Madhuri aspect, obviously. Um, and so, according to the, whom he's with, he shows himself. It's not a different Krishna in Mathura or Dwarka, in one sense. It's a partial manifestation of the same Krishna, corresponding with the love of those devotees. So, with Brahma, he shows a certain form. Hmm? And then he notices others are around and, and the love of his friends and so forth. And so then he says, what's that guy talking about? Four headed guy in relation to their love. Hmm? So one way in relation to Brahma, another way in relation to the cowherds. All right, we stop there. Krantarāja Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam ki dāujī, Gopāl ki jai.
1: Oh, dat de